Lauren. I'm Bridget. You're listening to Gateway Anime Podcast, but hold on, because it's going to be a little bit of Kenobi. I will not say spoilers, though. Um, you can spoil it. I'd give two Kenobi. Oh, <laughs> oh, or what? What? <laughs> what? I give that means everybody has to donate one dollar to our Venmo. So sorry. That's my new rule. <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm very tired. I wasn't. Oh man, we weren't even so one minute sorry. in. <laughs> this is my... not the Patreon recording, <laughs> Lauren. Sorry. <laughs> Patreon recording, brace yourselves. <laughs> uh, if you weren't already scarred by my scabs. <laughs> Did you like how I named that? <laughs> yeah, I was like, this makes it seem like I, it I read it. It makes it seem so much worse than what it is. So I read it and then immediately in my head, I played the sad Naruto music. The do, 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 do. Oh, no. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. I had named it but listening as soon listening as we were done recording story back so, it really does sound quite dramatic so bad lauren <laughs> i mean and then you've got me just like gagging not the good kind well i'm hanging out with my mom tomorrow so i think i'm gonna ask her about why they did that can you record it like voice record it on your phone and patreon members will get an exclusive lauren childhood trauma she- recording will enjoy me doing that if you're in a public place legally you don't have to tell her <laughs> okay but we're not gonna be in a public place we're gonna be at my mom's house walk getting to the drunk park, lauren walk to the park I, no <laughs> i'm just gonna ask her and i'll tell you what she said tell her it's for the show <laughs> it's for the show now i'm not gonna tell her that we talked about it on the podcast i want my mom to listen to this yeah i always dread that awful my parents tried listening to the first two episodes and I'm glad they don't. They support it. <laughs> That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, they support it. I don't My know dad tried listen. listening to an episode. The episode where I told uh, your friend, what's his name? Sam? No. Hunter. Hunter. I told You're Hunter that my dad is Alan Tudyk. <laughs> and my dad's like, I don't see it. And I'm like, how? Yeah. Uh, have to see so it. about Kenobi. If you're watching, you see I'm wearing my starring Hayden Christensen shirt because that's my boo. I've supported him since like fifth grade, and the show was everything I needed. Except for it's only six episodes. We got two episodes last night, and they dropped early. They dropped at like 10 45, 11 p.m. And they weren't supposed to drop till like 2 a.m. And so I got home and I was like, okay, okay, okay. And so we started playing it and they go recap and they just like pile the most emotional moments of the prequels onto you in this recap. I had to pause it. It was like, I'm not even in the show yet. I'm not even in the show yet. And I'm emotionally, I'm emotionally hurting in a great way. And so this will come out next week. Everybody should have watched the first two. So, right. I can talk spoilers, right? Mm, yeah i think so okay i I think so (sighs) lauren ewan mcgregor as a broken broken man is so good also benny safty is in it you know of the safty brothers who go in good gyms very bizarre to see benny safty pop up on screen also (laughs) flea sorry i just hear that one stupid sound you know exactly what sound i'm thinking of (laughs) this is how i win 
that one? No. What is it? The uncut gems sound from TikTok. Uncut gems. Yes. Oh, it's beneath Safdie's muse and uncut gems. Ugh, I hate her. I hate uncut her. gems. I want her. I like could push her off of a roof and feel mm-hmm. no guilt. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who she is. I just know her from the TikTok. Julia Fox, man. She uh, was Adam Sandler's mistress in the movie, and. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hate her. I really do. I really I do. <laughs> Who would cheat on Idina Menzel? What is wrong with you? An idiot. Idiot. Okay, oh so Benny Safdie's in it. Flea is in it. Uh, <laughs> the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> He's been doing some acting recently. And he's been pretty <laughs> solid, but yeah, Flea's, in it. Flea's Star Wars canon now, man. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joel Egerton's back in it, which, you know, props to Star Wars for casting him way back in the day before he was big. And now mm-hmm. they've got this amazing actor that still loves doing stuff. Um, who else? Oh, Han from the Fast and Furious series is one of the main Inquisitor Siths. Have you not watched any of the Fast and Furious movies? I've watched Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Okay, he's the one that's eating chips. The nice guy with the long hair. His cousin's the psycho, like mob leader, and he's the. I nice watched guy. Tokyo Drift like when it a came very out a long time ago. <laughs> okay, well he's came, he's come back in the newest one. Han. Okay. Han dated. Um, you just said that so aggressively. You know, so I, was, I was joking, <laughs> and I didn't want to stop. Han dated what's her name? Wonder Woman's character in the series. What's her name? What's her name? Wonder Woman. I can't. Wonder Woman? Name. Like Diana? No. What are you talking? Gal Gadot? Yes. Okay. Diana. I was no. like, Wonder I can Woman's think of Diana, Diana, but not the actress. <laughs> but he's Diana in it Prince, as one okay. of the Inquisitors and uh, amazing. Also, Inquisitors are from the video game and now they're canon. Like pre 2010, my brother had an Inquisitor lightsaber, which is so freaking cool because it's like a lightsaber handle, but you hold it in the middle and it spins and it's got two blades. So it's like this windmill of death. How did that work on a toy? Oh, so (laughs) you hold the middle and you and it just like Wheel of Fortune wheels, but it's two lightsabers spinning best thing uh, i went home and i found it and i was like ma don't get rid of this it's canon um <laughs> uh, it, it's amazing it does a lot of prequel flashbacks you get to see luke and leia as a kid but you're focusing on kid leia 10 year old sassafras kid leia the actress they did for her is so good and at one point this is what broke me obi-wan thinks anakin's dead the whole time he thinks he killed him on mustafar and that's what's broken him and he's given up the Jedi way, buried their lightsabers, doesn't want to do it. And then he's called back to help because Leia's been kidnapped. But they kidnapped her as a ruse to lure him out. Um, and he fell for it. But he's gotten away. But he's with Leia, who's like Leia in a new hope, very sassy, bossing you around. Like, I am 10, but I am smart. Don't treat me like I'm trash. And freaking queen, yes. I love her. Um, and at one point, Obi-Wan's just standing back and she goes, what? What now? And he goes, nothing. You just remind me of my friend. 
And she's like, was she a Jedi? Were, were they a Jedi? He goes, no, she was a leader like you, but she died. And he's referring to Padme because they had a friendship. And it's like the first time they've like in Rebels and Clone Wars, they, they showed their friendship and that they were great pals all the time. It's the first time that Ewan McGregor's done it. And and she was like, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, me too. Because he feels like he failed and killed Padme. He failed. And that's the reason he had to kill Anakin. But how episode... So he's plagued by these nightmares and just re-watching Padme and Anakin's death over and over again and all his failures. But then in the middle of it, he sees Anakin growing up because he was like his little brother he raised. And he keeps calling calling out for Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon's not answering. But I think he's going to show up in the series because they're not showing all who is casted. They just appear like we didn't know Flea and we didn't know. I mean, there was just so many people that are like popping up. So I think that Qui-Gon is dead. Go, Force ghost, dog. Come on. It's Star Wars. Force ghost. Bro, you act like I know so much about Star Wars. I've watched them they like They all once. show up in Force Ghost. Anyway. So, uh, so where was I? Oh, it ends with this main girl who we think was a Padawan during order 66. So she knows Anakin is Vader and she goes, Obi-Wan's hiding. So she doesn't catch him and gets dragged and killed because they're wiping out all the Jedi that are like still hiding. And she goes, Lord Vader will be pleased. And so Jedi can like sense emotions if you're really in touch with the force. And she goes, oh, you didn't know. Anakin Skywalker is alive and it just pans to Obi-Wan shook to his core just like crying like his best friend's been alive for 10 years he thought he was dead and he's trying to protect his kids and now he's hunting him down he's the person who's been trying to kill him and the way it breaks his heart and then they released a Star Wars celebration this weekend that Anakin and Obi-Wan do have one last lightsaber battle before we see them in A New Hope when Obi-Wan dies and as someone who really likes the prequels, this is a lot. It's been over 15 years of emotion. I understand. But it's everything I wanted. Margaret Cho, man, she's been directing these. It's just, it's great. It's great. Let women direct more of Star Wars because you get way more emotional impacts. Bryce Dallas Howard's episodes of Mandalorian are like the gut puncher ones. Like, man, they're so good. Let her direct a movie. And that was Kenobi Corner. Cool. Uh, next, every time, Friday. next time I freak out about Ranking of Kings, remember that I gave you Kenobi Corner silently. Hey, I let you freak <laughs> out on Ranking of Kings. And full of love. And then you rushed me off. I'm very happy for you about what Kenobi. What if I rushed you off? I hope, I hope it ends up being everything you need it to be and i will maybe watch it at some point in time but since i don't care you are more than welcome to tell me all about it <laughs> thank you because nobody else has watched it all and so That's for 24 fine. hours now i've been dying well i don't care so you may tell me all of it i will show you all the costume parallels i have saved which i love that they've been doing they have padme and little leia parallels and older leia in the originals and little leia parallels like the costume director, I don't know who they are, but A Dope. plus. So we love that. We love that. We love we good love cinema. That. We love attention to detail. Mm-hmm.
Hydrate that hydrate. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of emotions and my lack thereof, you're <sighs> in April. <laughs> so sorry. Man, I'm trying to. I don't know. It's just not resonating. It's like almost not fun to watch these with you because you just hate them. And hey, it makes me sad. I enjoyed JoJo's to go to the next episode because it was so bonkers. But this one is like, man, it's been really hard for me to watch. I but just it's beautiful. I agree that it's really pretty, but it does not have my attention. Ugh. You make me sad. I'm sorry. Here's episode nine's Funimation <laughs> summary. It's Kausei's turn to take the stage. And everyone is waiting to see whether or not he'll be able to play. How will he be able to perform with the memories of his mother still floating in his mind? Question. 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 Yes, this is episodes 9 through 12. Cha. Did you say the title? No. (laughs) Resonance. Resonance. All right. So we left off on a cliffhanger last time. I'm gonna choke on this cracker. Please don't die. My, you know, yellow. It's a Friday night. Live it up. Die on a cracker. Uh, All right. Um, That was weird. (laughs) That was, but I loved it. Thanks. I'm eating some prosciutto crackers and cheese. I've got five year age cheddar and then truffle cheese. You're gonna get through the whole thing? Yeah, because I'm having the opposite problem. (laughs) Oh, mm, so sorry. We're gonna unlock this. (laughs) I've Um, I've been there. I get it. I just got off my period, so we're we're having to readjust. That's the worst. And I'm on new medicine because I got diagnosed with rosacea, uh, which is not just red skin. It is got a whole other bunch of side effects on it, and now I get to take pills for it because it got so bad. Yeah. Rosacea's power. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's sucking it away and making my glands swell and attack. It's now considered an autoimmune disorder because your body attacks itself. And I'm like, I don't like the word glands. Glands. I just always think of when There's people have to excrete it. animal glands. Excrete. <laughs> I do like glands. I do not. Excrete. It's nice to say it feels good. Excrete. I can do that. Right? Gland does not feel good in your mouth. It's just not a good gland. Does that feel good for you to say? Are you enjoying it? Galinda. That's what it reminds me of. Galinda. With a ga. (laughs) With a ga. That's what it reminds me of. All right, here we go. Here we go. So we ended with. Oh, now I like it. Gut land. <laughs> there you go. No, still not. All right, it's fine. We tried, <laughs> we tried to wicked it and it didn't we work. We tried. It, it almost did. It was real close. <laughs> I was going to try and make a wicked joke and I couldn't think of one. I was uh, trying to think of one. I, I was like, like oh. flipping through song titles in my head and I was like, I hey, it. sometimes you just can't defy gravity if it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, Lauren, that joke was not popular. Oh, you're gonna be popular. Okay, um, the right cohorts, you'll be good at sports. 
<laughs> I just love instead of Drury, who you were mm, are. There's Lur. nothing that can stop you Lur. from Lur. becoming popular. Lar. That was my dad's favorite song when we went and saw Wicked. He thought it was I so funny. Loved the opening to act two. Couldn't be happier. Loved couldn't be happier. That was so good. You know what my favorite part of that musical is? When she passionately goes, Fiero. Every time I'm like, (laughs) like, I could just. It's so good. It's just. Oh my God. My whole body wanted to. Hard. My whole body wanted to dive into that song. And I'm like, no, Lauren, (laughs) calm down. Have you seen the video of the actual like husband and wife who played um, Elphaba Mm -hmm. and Fiero? And the way they sing that song, mm-hmm. it's just like, you're just like, make out now. Do it. Do it. You're like so they enwrapped will. in their passion. You're like, Jesus, this is, I could cut this tension with a knife. It is. Don't worry. So good. They will make out immediately. And then he gets turned into a scarecrow. That's okay. Alakanave, Nachi, Nachi, Nachi. Yeah, I couldn't remember any of the words, so sorry. I almost auditioned for college with it, so I learned quite a bit of it. (laughs) I did hairspray. Mm, We weren't allowed to do Defying Gravity, so I was like, well, this song is (laughs) better. I mean, I'm sure every poor judge for an audition hears Defying Gravity at least 12 times. They banned Defying Gravity and Memory. From cats. So you're not allowed to audition with those Well, nobody could sing it as good as Jennifer Hudson. Uh, I man, if I still had my singing chops like I did back in the day, I in the day, in the day I loved singing Dream Girls. Music. I miss my singing chops. Sorry, my Naruto calendar is going chops. off. I could probably get back into it and just take hey, it's a muscle. It's a muscle. Yeah, my voice, I've like gone from a soprano to an alto, I think. And I like this transition, but it's a new way that I need to learn how to sing. So it's I like used a lot to be a soprano one. And Me I think too. I'm I can do I think I'm in between alto soprano too. I can't hit all the low notes of an alto. So but I can hit a lot of them. Man, I wish oh I could sing God. lower, though. That's always the hardest part for women to sing low. But when a woman can sing that low and hold it and just power it, man, it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Okay. So speaking oh. of music. Speaking of music. Resonance. Uh, so we left off with the cliffhanger. Emmy had just play, started Sorry. playing her piano. Um, so Emmy says in that moment, her fate as a kid her fate was sealed and she pledged herself to the life of a pianist when she watched um, Kaori, right? Yeah, no, no. Kusei, sorry. Yes. Kusei play as a kid. She wants to play and that whenever people would come and hear her, they would feel inspired to play like how she was when she heard Kusei. So every she goes through like, you know, piano lessons when she first meets her piano teacher, which we saw Um and her piano teacher says, everyone starts as a beginner who can't play, even Mozart and Beethoven, which I love that quote because it, it you will, you have to start at the bottom to be the best. I mean, 
It's a great thing to remember. Uh, for people like us that just want to be good at it right away and we're not. Yeah. Um, and it's infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Emmy confronts Kuse in the middle of her passion, but doesn't really say anything. She just kind of grabs him. And then she lets him go and is like, sorry, I'm going to go change. And he was like, it's okay. It's kind of cold in the most awkward boy fashion. Um, But she says there's no need for words. She said it all with her piano. Um, So in the bathroom, you know, Kuse, I mean, not Kuse, Emmy's going in there to change, but we see Kaori leaving and a bunch of the girls are like, she just took a whole bunch of pills. It's a little foreshadowing to something later in this surprise they're not prescription i'm kidding (laughs) it's cocaine we're actually watching an animated version it's just a bunch of vitamins (laughs) it's heroin that you thought was cocaine so now john travolta is about to stab you in the heart with adrenaline except this time they'll stab you with a violin bow oh yeah ain't recovering from that as well uh so Subaki is super nervous for Kuse after Emmy's performance. She's like, I, that's got to have rattled him because she got a standing ovation and she played with passion, not just like what's on the sheet. Takashi and Emmy are both wondering why Kuse is playing an easy song when in the past he'd played an extremely difficult piece to perfection and that's what always made him win. Kuse has a flashback of when <laughs> I must have been using my voice to text because it, it says Subaki. But it's S-O-U-B-A-C-C-I. What that actually is. But it spells Subaki. Um, I wonder what is what is Subaki spelled that way? What is Subaki? It looks like there's not any great matches. Cool. Thanks, Apple. You just put gibberish down there. Looks like so Kuse has a flashback of Subaki when she was a kid and they came over to ask him to play dodgeball, but he couldn't because his mom was in the making him do a middle of a piano lesson, but he has like bruises all up and down his arm from just being beat. And this is when you realize like, she's not just like a verbally abusive mom. She's a physically abusive mom. And you get very triggering scene. I feel like if you have gone through that in one Mm -hmm. of these episodes, Uh, Oh, at the end of this episode. So if, if, that is something that really affects you. Just know it. Maybe we're going to be discussing that soon. Listening. Maybe, yeah, maybe pop ahead 30 minutes. Um, so, uh, so here we go. Um, where did I go? Uh, <laughs> so it's, oh my gosh, what's happening? My brain stopped. Kusei. Got hit. Kusei yeah. is a kid. Yeah, got hit. He's bruised. Later, he's like talking to his mom um, and she is, is she's in the hospital and he's like, I played really well. I hope this makes you feel better. And she she says she's, she has cancer and she tells him, well, I take a lot of pills and they like zoom in on the pills. And I think this is a really big like hint, you know, that Kiori has cancer because it's like the exact same line, you know. I've called that from the beginning. There's a lot of hints, but that was a really big, the show was like, Hey, Hey, lots of pills. We said this like 10 minutes apart, not even 10. Um, So you never see Kusei's mom's eyes in the flashbacks. Uh, I think it makes her less humanized 
And that's kind of how he saw her is she was like this monster, but it wasn't really his mom, but it, it was because she wasn't always like that to him. Kuse has now frozen on the stage before he's even gotten to the piano and is just kind of standing there. Kaori has her head down and you're not quite sure if she's sick or if she's nervous for him, but it ends up looking like it's just nerves. And then he hears, you know, in his head now play. And you see all of the players tell themselves that because they all get stage fright going out there. It's a very normal human thing to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he goes and he starts playing and he has impeccable form in the beginning and he's playing it exactly as written, just like they all expect him to do. He's playing how the composer wrote it and how his mom used to make him play it. Exactly. He, she would always tell him, are you better than Beethoven? Are you better than Mozart? Are you better than Chopin? No, you're not. Play it exactly as they have it written. Um, not like having your feelings and your opinions come into the music. Kuse thinks it's his fault that his mom is so sick that she would have gotten better if he played better, which is a very child trauma way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um Kuse's mom, when he was a kid, finally comes to a performance. She sits in the back row, not back, back row, but in a back handicap seat where she can see him and he can see her. And um, after the show, she starts beating him with the cane, saying that he could do better. And she's like beating him in front of all these people in the lobby, cracks his glasses. He's bleeding. He's bruised. Um, and she's like, why didn't you play the way... The composer had written it. She He started playing passionately because he was so happy his mom was there. She was feeling better, which really makes us sad. so much more <laughs> sad. And um, so her, her friend that we'll see later is standing there like, stop. He's just a kid. What is wrong? He's like, stop. Like, And she's just going to town beating this poor Kuse in the lobby. And then he finally stands up and throws his score at her. And said he only took all the pain to save her. And he says he doesn't care anymore. He doesn't want to be beat anymore. And he said the last thing he tells her is he wishes she was dead. That is the last words to his mom ever. She dies like that night. Oh, um, so Kuse is now being haunted by his mother. All the words that she has told him. And suddenly he feels underwater again in the middle of his performance and can't hear his notes. And it ends on a cliffhanger. So you remember how I forgot to get uh, Kosei's mom? Well, her name is Saki Arama. And uh, her English voice actor is Wendy Lee. Uh, She plays Conan in Detective Conan. Pretty exciting. Bluma in Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, Lisa Lisa in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And Samari Kano in Toradora. Bunch of great people. We love it. Japanese voice actor is Mamiko Nota. Uh, she plays the Warhammer Titan in Attack on Titan. <laughs> uh, Rin, in the dub or the sub? Uh, well, it's the sub. Oh, She's sorry. Japanese. Sub. Sorry. You're good. Uh, she plays Rin in Yasham. Yashahime, Princess Half Demon. I think that's, I think this is the Inuasha sequel with his daughter. Oh. I think. He has a and, daughter? Yeah. And her name is Rin. And this is it, which is just another. So I I changed my name tag at work because I'm petty. I told you about that, yep. right? Yep. And I changed it to Rin. And, and everyone's they all like, called you Kylo. 
Yeah, but they're also like, you're such a weeb. And I'm like, there's no one in anime named Rin. And I have, like, in the past two weeks found three anime characters <laughs> named Rin. And the protagonist in Persona 5 in the anime, his name is also Rin. Had no idea. <laughs> because when you play the game, you make up a name. And I'm annoyed. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I'm keeping it. I like it. The universe was like, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Oh, she also plays Catherine in the Catherine full body video game, which is big. It's, it's, a, it's a good little video game. Uh, no new music, but a fun fact is that the first note that Emmy ever plays whenever she goes to her piano teacher's place is an E, which is the first note of Chopin's Winter Wind, which is the song she is playing in this episode. So, fun. Episode 10. The scenery I shared with you. Here's your Funimation summary. During the, is it, I don't even remember how I said this, Mayhow music competition. I'm assuming that's how it's said. <laughs> uh, Kosei is, Kosei has trouble hearing the notes. He tries drawing on dear memories to help him with his performance. That's it. Oh, I thought, <laughs> your end. tone sounded like there was another sentence there. It always does. I don't know how to make that stop. that's funny all right here we go so all of a sudden they're walking home and watery explains how him losing wasn't a part of the plan uh this is watery talking about his soccer tournament him losing and getting kicked out is not part of the plan and he goes so much for becoming a soccer star but he takes it all in stride like this kid might be a ladies man boy might be a ladies man but man is he a great person great friend Um, great friend and I have theories on him being a ladies' man and why Kaori likes him because he goes from girl to girl and it's never like anything real serious. And that's kind of what she wants is just, you know, the attention and the feeling good and nothing too serious because she's not going to live for long. Um, Respectable. <laughs> uh, so he takes it in stride and he said he said he's handing off the win big baton to kusei for all of his performances and i was like what a nice person um they have this really nice heart to heart and he's saying like you know sometimes in the darkest moments your best things can happen and you learn to appreciate things more and then he has this amazing quote and he goes see the stars they're always out but they shine the brightest at night and i was like oh. Why is this little sweet little playboy just like the best person? Because. Just because. Because. It was very sweet. I loved that quote. He is just the cutest boy. I I love him and Tsubaki so much. They're um, I love their whole friend group, honestly. Like they're just good, they're good kids. They're the four best friends that anyone, anyone ever have. have. Um so he starts trying to focus. Uh, this is we're back to playing and Kusei he's trying to start to focus and cling to every note and pull himself out of feeling like he's drowning and underwater Uh, but his mom's words and presence is still haunting him Emi can hear him feeling like he's going to give up Kaori hears it and Kusei is debating on giving up and he's he starts to lose hope but he's like I don't this is happening again why do I even bother to keep on going he stops playing and says to himself enough stop messing with my head already and he just lets his arms hang limp at his side so he stops his mom's like inner voice and is like no more um 
So then he starts thinking to himself, even the you that's in my head, you refuse to let me throw in the towel. When you started again, what inspired you to keep on playing? So he starts thinking of Kaori in the middle of this and her encouragement. And because of that, he starts playing again, just like they did together at the first accompaniment. He is kind of tempo jumping and he's, he's not really hearing the notes again. And he's go a little all over the place, but then Kusei starts to decide he's going to play and he's going to play for Kaori. And he starts playing his feelings and playing passionately and not just what's on the sheet music. Um, the notes are, he, so everybody starts to notice that he's playing differently, but his sound has also changed. It's not so rigid and robotic. Like they always say, he's the human metronome. The notes are sparkling. His like emotions are pouring out of the notes. Um, Kusei begins comparing the night sky when he saw with Tsubaki and when he saw with Watari and wonders, what's the night sky going to look like when I'm with Kaori? Because it looks different with each one of my friends because it's like a different kind of love and feeling he has for them. Emi is transported by Kusei's playing and saying the audience is drifting into his world now. He's like hypnotized them all with his passion, with like the questions and the playing and Kusei finishes and stands up and the audience just sits in silence. Like they didn't want it to end and they wanted to keep going on this journey with him and being transported to this other world. And they're like, oh, I guess it's over. Oh, it's over. We, yeah, we should applaud. And they all stand to applaud. And Kusei just says like, oh, there's a weird speckle of applause, but I don't even care anymore. I don't care because I played for the sake of one person and he hopes it reaches her. And he finally, at the end of this, sees an image of his mom that's bright and not in that like dark, washed out tone. And she's smiling and it's in bright colors. And that's how that episode ends. I've got nothing for this episode. <laughs> uh, just so you all know, my notes suck this week. It's been a very stressful it's week. It's been a week. But um, also that makes sense with these episodes. Like we're yeah there's not really introducing new people until this next episode and we're just focusing on them playing yeah um so here's your summary for episode 11 light of life light of life. uh light of life i felt like it had to be said light of life, light of life. there's a song here Somewhere. i don't know the words yet. <laughs> we're in different keys so okay. it's not gonna work <laughs> um the qualifiers are up but kosei is sure he already knows where he placed it's uh, a queen song it's takashi a queen and emmy however are oh it is a queen song i knew it was a song life. you were i you you almost had it you had like one note different but it triggered it in my head it's queen song. cool i knew Got it was it. a song yeah but i was like i don't I think it's, I'm making this that's up. That's why I said it mid-sentence. I was like, it's a Queen song. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it clicked. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, the qualifiers are up, but Kosei is sure he already knows where he's placed. Uh, Takashi and Emmy, however, are desperate to see where their greatest rival was marked. The end. All right, here we go. Hiroko Seto, Japan's leading pianist, comes and visits Kosei at the performance. She was friends and went to school with his mom and always visited her in the hospital. And she's known him since he was a baby. 
so everybody's kind of looking at her like, oh my gosh, that's, that's, what's her name? And he's not phased by that because she was always around and saw him in his weakest moment. She was there in the lobby when Kisei's mom was horrible. Originally, his mom didn't want him to put, we see this flashback of Kusei as a baby baby. And originally, a baby baby. A baby baby. A baby baby. A little baby. Uh, originally his mom did not want him to play the piano because it was a tough life, but somehow in between that flashback and the other ones we've seen of him as like the toddler, he did end up playing the piano and he would cry, help me. And his mom would apologize and say that it it just, you, you saw words spun out too. So we're not quite sure what changed that. Uh, he hugs Hiroko and tells her that she smells like an ashtray, which, Hmm. um, I don't know. That was a weird thing for me. I was like trying to relate it. And I was like, if it was like a server or in a restaurant, I'd be like, yeah, well, everybody Maybe smokes. She's just a chain smoker. Yeah. She's a very stressed out lady. She watched her mentor beat the crap out of her child and die. Fun, right? She could, and she's assume. I assume she's a single mother. So life that is kid's hard. cute, though. That kid's cute. Cute kid. Cute kid. Cute Life's kid. hard. Uh... It's- Find something other than smoking, though. Your lungs will appreciate it. She ain't a singer, man. <laughs> but cancer? <laughs> kind Maybe. of a heavy note in this series. Yeah. Uh, That's why he's so upset. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our headcanon. <laughs> um, she says that Kusei needs to stay for the competition results because it's competition etiquette. She's like, I don't care if you know you're not getting it. it be nice and stay and support the other players. Kusei says, well, he asks, she asks, so is it the blonde or the brunette that you like? And he's like, it's not like that. Um, he says that he feels more gratitude towards Kaori for helping him. And I went, okay, sure. Um, Kusei didn't make it past prelims as they all expected. And he's not surprised, but he's watching everyone's reactions, kind of taking in how this like really breaks people or makes their day. And he, I think it's a very growing moment for him. Well, it is. We we see in like two seconds. Takashi starts yelling at Kusei for it. And he wonders what he's been doing these past two years. Um, Takashi has like this little memory flashback comparison thing of heroes. Now heroes are supposed to come shine, do the work and then go home. And you never really see what they do when they're at home. And so Kusei was his hero. And now Kusei's not like he he beat him and so he's like what's what's wrong with you you're supposed to be the best this is why they say never meet your heroes um he says his hero's supposed to save the day and be bulletproof and he doesn't know why he didn't play like he should and then the judge comes and kind of gives Kusei an earful and he's like uh this is not a place to figure out your issues in public uh you need to play and I was like, that's rude. Music's I know, I thought it was super rude. And like, who are you to tell this kid that? <laughs> Old man. In in the sub, they say, this isn't the place to find yourself. And I was like, Evil? Yeah, this. <laughs> that's the whole point of music. <gasps> uh, Kusei, then it's like, takes it all in stride. And he looks at like Emmy and, uh, and what's his name? Takashi. And he's like, hey man, this is a journey. We're all in this together. And he's going to move on from this competition bit. He's going to play with passion. And I think Emmy's like, respect. And Takashi is like, what? 
<laughs> okay, Emmy's like straight up obsessed with Kosei, and I'm a little obsessed with Emmy. She's such Emmy. a little freak. Like her in the next episode, I was oh, okay. like, "Child, I love you." She was so <laughs> cute. That's uh, funny. So they're all walking home after the competition, and Kusei's having to convince Watari and Tsubaki that he's fine. Kaori's just kind of quietly walking along with them. And then all of a sudden, Kusei just starts running home and he's like feeling emotions again. He's not empty. And so he's like running and just yelling. Like, have you ever been so overwhelmed with emotion that you just have to scream? Yeah. Ah, so that's that's what's going down. Like, yeah. you got to run, you got to scream, you got to have your your in the woods moment. Like, I, I used to throw glass bottles in this old abandoned lot in the wood. Man, it felt great. It felt great. You'd throw it at this log. <laughs> Used to be squatters back there. It was fun. You never know what you were going to find in the abandoned lot. But man, you got all your emotions out in that abandoned lot. <laughs> and um, so that's what he's doing. Uh, Kaori comes home and she's greeted by her parents. They work in like this little patisserie. And she, you can see that she's kind of weak. And she like has to grab the rail when going to her room. And you're like... <gasps> And uh, she goes and lays in bed, but she has a letter her parents give her, and it's from the Tawa Music Committee, which is big deal, big deal. Um, so the pianist friend that we just met, what's her name? I wrote it down. No, I can't remember it. Here it go. Uh, busts into Kusei's house because he wouldn't answer the phone, and she couldn't get a hold of him, and he's just asleep underneath the piano, like passed out. So she thinks he's like dead she starts screaming and he like jumps up and is like ah and she's like oh you're okay uh you're in the same clothes as last night you're disgusting you need to shower it's a very mothering like auntie kind of moment she's like i will bathe you it won't be the first time i bathe he's like no no (laughs) it was a i thought that was a funny moment um and so Kaori to let them know that they're invited to the tower music competition but they want both of them to play and it's like an exhibitionist piece like they're not gonna compete there it's for the promoters and they're going to showcase which is really cool if you get invited to be a showcase person that means you're pretty pretty dang good um Kiori says she's not going to force him to play this time it's up to kuse uh which is cool because she's letting him off the hook because she's he's gotten to that point where he can do it now and so she's like i'm gonna encourage you but i'm not gonna force you like i did last time because it's growth character growth so Hiroko says she'll help teach Kusei and get him back up to par because, you know, she's like the best in Japan. And Kaori asks Kusei what his inspiration was when they were playing. Oh, wait, I, I skipped a part. So now it's late at night. They're walking home and there's these beautiful lightning bugs everywhere. And Kaori being like the at one with feelings in nature kind of girl is like mesmerized by them. I mean, I love lightning bugs, too. And she's yeah, like, they're, they're so delicate, but like look at all the light that's in them and then so in that like really sweet moment they're having she asked him what his inspiration was to get back up and start playing and playing passionately and he explains that it was her and the in this moment they have a really like whoever did the score they do a great emotional like music beat drop and when i say beat drop i don't mean like techno i mean like it's a pause and then this huge crescendo just goes and it's like well that was gorgeous um and so he runs off and is like, I'll see you tomorrow. And then she just thinks in her head, you know, I'm not always going to be around to help you, Charlie Brown. And that's how that episode ends. And you're like, it's canceled. 
to watch Ugh. and remember all over again when she tells him, don't fall in love with me. Well, voices in this episode. Eyes and say do not please to be only for the love of God. Eyes. Okay, Hiroko Seto, <laughs> her English voice actor is Carrie Kirigan or Kieran. Uh, she plays Lebenza in Persona 5, Gulia in Seven Deadly Sins, and uh Satsuki Kiriuni Kir Kiryun. Yeah, I was right, and Kill a Kill. <laughs> Get it. Get Sometimes it. I just stumble over it and I'm like, you just second right. guess yourself. You just got to say it fast. I, know. Say I it just got to do it. I, do it. I just hate reading aloud. It's like <laughs> popcorn reading worst. was the worst for my anxiety. I would like read my line over and over and over again. Dude, and then when it was like forklift. time, you'd stumble <laughs> over the first word and you'd be like, uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> At my forklift training certification course, the trainer decided that he was going to make us all popcorn read. Why? I don't know. We're grown We're adults. School? We're grown adults. I was the youngest one there and I'm almost 29. And I was like, no, no. And I struggle best, man. Uh, I was so upset. So and I was like, rude. I'm not here to read to you. I am here to learn how Everyone to is other people to drive a forklift. I don't understand why this has to happen. Forklift training too. Like, hey, we're going to make you face your grade school nightmares. At and it was like training. 23 pages. So we all had to read multiple times. Ew. Six of us. Six. Anyway, whatever. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Thank you. Uh, Japanese voice actor is Mei Sun. Uh, Sonozaki, uh, she plays Nana Shimaru in My Hero Academia and Carmilla in Castlevania. Uh, and then we have her adorable, cute daughter who is Koharu Seto uh, and she was, her English voice actor is Christina Valenzuela. She plays Pino in My Hero Academia World's World Heroes Mission. Oh, the little birdies! Yes. And I have already covered her because we did watch this movie, but it was an extra, so I'm gonna give you a couple more. She also plays Ron or Ran Marui in Detective Conan, Ray Hano or Hiano or uh, Sailor Mars in Sailor Moon, and Kawua Zoldik in Hunter Hunter, who is like main character's bestie. So mm-hmm. it's cute. One day I'll know. It's on the yes. list. It is on the list. <laughs> Maybe you'll like that one. I'm trying to avoid watching anything else that's on the list. Just waiting. Hey, yeah. I like a good amount. It's just, it all tends to be actiony, dark demon stuff. And I was like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> it's like Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, my hero is not as dark, but like my favorite lines are the dark plots. And then... What else have I watched? Oh, Attack on Titan. I watched that multiple, multiple times. And that's that's a rough one. So okay. I still love you. Thanks. Oh, uh, anyway, Japanese voice actor. What? What are you looking at? You said, oh. I said, oh, what? Full Metal. Full oh, metal. Full Metal. You liked Full I Metal. I loved Full Metal. That was good. I, it, I guess I guess I was looking at my anime dark. wall and I was trying oh. to figure out what, like, what, what else, else I do I like yeah I was <laughs> like what else did I buy stuff up and I saw my Alphonse with cats pop and I was like oh full metal I mean I Ask love cats. studio Ghibli films yeah they're so pretty those are different kind of pretty yeah 
I don't know. We'll find more stuff. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was sorry. Okay. I was like, eh. <laughs> thank you for trying. Um, Japanese voice actor is Inori Menes. Uh, Menezi, Meneze, Meneze, <laughs> uh, and she plays Fuku in Demon Slayer. No idea who that is. Um, someone from season two, uh, and she plays Shoko in Rascal. Does not dream of Bunny Senpai, and I'm pretty sure she is Bunny Senpai. <laughs> I think that's who that is. Not you want to know who Fuku is? Yeah, she's the girl. <laughs> She's the girl that works at the bento box place that what's his name gets that we see in Mugen Train where he's like, delicious, uh, delicious. So he's she's only in season two because it's that little prequel episode to him getting on Mugen Train. Uh, and it, she's so sweet. She's the one that the demon tries to kill and he, uh, Rengoku saves her. Uh, and there's Dad. his last interaction before he gets on the train <sighs> delicious <laughs> delicious delicious another, uh, another so that's who that is uh the music so actually the music you were talking about in that scene is oh, the one with that the i wrote giant down crescendo. it's called uh rondo capricio uh or my truth and it's by ena um, but they do have a second version that they released just for your lie in April. And it's actually uh, a version of Risa Taneta, who plays Kaori singing over it. So Aww. I'm going to have to listen to that. Yeah. And uh, that's that. Uh, here's your summary for episode 12. Twinkle little star. Not twinkle, twinkle. Just, just twinkle. twinkle. Which Moon felt wrong. Really. I know every time I've typed it or said it, I was like, twinkle, tw- no, twinkle, no, little just twinkle. Oon twinkle. The only way I can get it out is if I think, go, little rock star. Go, little twinkle, little rock star. All right, that works. All right. Um, so, Funimation summary school's over and summer break has begun as long as you're not in summer school. For Cassie <laughs> and Kiori, though, there is no break yet. The way they wrote this, That's I'm remembering so now reading this is effed up like the way that they wrote this like it's just grammatically difficult i'm gonna go back and read it how they wrote it okay because i changed it in my brain uh for kause and kiori though there's not break yet as they have to prepared for gala concert there's yeah. not break yet kubaki thought Subaki, though, just wants to spend whatever time she can with her friends as the future is uncertain. Can Saki help uh, Kosei hear music? Question. It was someone who wrote on their transcript that they were good at English, like as if I were to say I'm good at Spanish, and I could brokenly get it for you, but anybody who is fluent in Spanish would have been like, what the heck are you trying to say? There were also like a couple words that they didn't space apart. They had like doubled up. <laughs> and it, this is the only summary that I've seen that on. And I'm like, did y'all just miss one? Like, when were you tired? Someone just copied and pasted and forgot do to you, reformat. Do you want like a Coca-Cola or something? Can I get you a coffee? <laughs> Can I, you want some tea? Can I help you? Anything. Anyway, here is Twinkle Little Star. Uh, had a <laughs> say rock in my head. So Subaki can hear them practicing, and the competition's only days away, and she's in summer school. Poor sweet thing. Kuse hates the piece they're playing, uh, and there's some hidden reason why. We don't know why. Um, 
oh, it, this piece, I was like, what am I writing? I was like, what is Love's Joy? The piece that they're playing is Love's Joy by Friedrich Chrysler. Um, <laughs> I was like, what is this saying? Uh, there's a new intro on this episode. Oh, so, I forgot to write that down. Oh, well. Episode 12, we get a new intro and a new outro. The new intro is just like pretty music and chaotic. They're not and- as good as... It's not as good as the first one. I do like the outro, though. The outro is great. The yeah. outro, I think, is great because it reminds me of Sailor Moon. <laughs> yes, a lot. That's yeah. exact, I was like, hey, Sailor Moon, she's changing costumes. <laughs> and that's all I thought. She was stuck in her costume change. Um, so he can't hear the song without thinking of his mom. And Hiroko tells Kusei that if he gets hung up, pour his heart into it and he just has to play he's like we're pianists it's kind of our shtick we i love that she said the word shtick in an anime i don't hear that often um, i love the word in mine oh uh, she goes it's kind of our shtick it's so like, our thing see i don't know who the voice actress is for hiroko but i really I like her just she told pull- you <laughs> but i mean like i know I her just no, no. told you i know her but i don't know her like i haven't watched anything she's in Okay. Well, she's Lavenza, who is a jerk, and that's all you need to know. She becomes good. Lavenza but she start as Lavenza. In so what? actually in, what? In, in Persona 5. Oh, actually, Lavenza isn't a jerk, but first she is justice. Just, you just wait, and, she's Lavenza, and I was like, Okay, who and what? <laughs> but first she is these two twins because Lavenza is actually one person or one like persona who was separated because she was too powerful. Oh so when she's the twins she's a total butt face but when she's lavenza she's actually very kind and helpful hmm. and she is lavenza for the entirety of persona strikers just not in persona 5 she's only lavenza for like a palace for you so enjoy that i don't understand anything that you just told me but thank you because i don't know anything about persona 5 we'll make a special patreon episode where i just explain persona 5 to you (laughs) and i'll just sit here like this Mm -hmm. you'll be like excuse me i would really like that actually i just want to have like a bottle of wine i want to be like in (laughs) tell you about persona princess diaries when she's like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the queen is coming the queen to is Grove High School. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all real. To this day, if someone says get off the grass, I say, don't shed the land, but <laughs> get off the grass. How do you know that? <laughs> I don't know. Anytime the way that they said it. Anytime they say moose, I go, but the pretty moose make all the boy moose go. <laughs> 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 I, we give you a princess. I cannot wait for Princess Diaries 3. Oh cannot God. wait. They better I will dress it. up like a princess to go watch it. That's... Oh, absolutely. I'm going to plan princess parties for adults only. Yes. At that. Only adults, no children. Millennial allowed. princess parties. And we'll sing Mandy Moore all night. <laughs> you give me wings to help me fly. Welcome. <laughs> And I will specifically happen once, once in a while, while if you, you believe. believe. Someone should have told that to Kaori. Oh. oh that was my segue. Was it good? Uh, <laughs> it was better than some past segues we've done. Let me tell you. Thanks. I try. I try. <laughs> so um, 
She's having him play. Hiroko is having Kusei continue to try and play this song so he can, she says in her head, so he can say goodbye. And I was like, oh, she's going to try and help him heal to let go of his mom and not feel guilt. And I was like, so in future episodes, you know, you're going to get some feels. Kusei walks Kyori home to her house after playing, staying up really late at night and practicing. Uh, he realizes that she's like lives above a pastry shop and her parents work there. And they're huge fans of Kusei's. They saw him play when he was little. And all of a sudden, his dad starts like, not his dad, Kaori's dad starts yelling at him about like, why did you stop? You must keep going. And like being very parental, but not an abusive way in like a Just parent. so sweet. Yeah. And then they start like, you want some food? <laughs> it's just such a sweet little moment of like, he didn't, he doesn't have that family. His mom was a jerk. His dad's never home. And it's just a sweet moment. And um, I don't know. It made me happy. And I love patisseries. Uh, I always love, it would be my dream to like live above a shop. Like, I think that's so cool. Anyway, I also think that's awesome. Right. Whenever I'm writing, I always write them living above some kind like of shop. Like a bodega, a sandwich yeah, shop, a mom pop shop, a patisserie, like something. I love it. Nori asks if Kusei is taller. She's like, I don't know. You look kind of taller. But then she goes, oh, you know what it is? It's because you're not always looking down at the ground anymore. Uh, because studies show that when you're depressed or very self-conscious, you tend to look down at the ground. But I also want to argue with that study because I think there's a 1% of us that are just so clumsy that we got to look down at the ground, man. If I don't look at my feet, I will fall. I was going to say, I look at the ground a lot and most of the time it's just to see what's in front of me. Yeah, I like trip over my own foot or the sidewalk's just like a centimeter up and I'm like, oh. The other day when I went home sick, I ran in, I went home, they sent me home because I ran straight into a pole that I saw. (laughs) And they were like, you feel Can't okay, say I buddy? haven't done that. And I said, no, but I don't think this is related. And then they made me leave. <laughs> Lauren, walk into pools more often. Good days off. Yeah. I walked like, so I, but okay, to be fair, before that, I had walked into the rail of the staircase and then I turned around and walked into a basket, like back to back. Oh, sweet And boobs. I had tripped over a trash can. <laughs> yeah, it was and time for you to go home. It was time for you to go home. I ran into a refrigerator door. <laughs> And it's time for you to go home. Pool. I did go home. You would have been like, can I drive the forklift? And it would be like, please, God, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's handheld. You're just going through the It's not like the actual like, vehicle. Me. <laughs> if it was the actual vehicle, I'd be like, okay. But the handheld one, like, I'm, I'm literally just walking a, a power jack. And it's like, whatever. Still I haven't broken anything horribly. Yeah. I almost did. See? But now I'm like one of the only people in my store qualified to train people on it. So, and you can popcorn read that bad. <laughs> and I can popcorn read. <laughs> Put that mofos. on your certification. <laughs> That's going to go on my resume. Expert Pop- popcorn reader, <laughs> unless there are Japanese names to pronounce. <laughs> Lack confidence in pronouncing Japanese names, <laughs> but can drive a forklift. <laughs> they'll be like what is this application there's like a really niche part of tiktok that i am on for some reason that is all forklift drivers being superior to people who can't drive forklifts like they'll just be standing in the middle of a chipotle and the text will say yeah but is anyone here a certified forklift driver and i get videos like that all the time and i wasn't like super braggadocious about it but now I am because it's funny. 
Uh oh, Mr. Braggadocio. That is from In the Heights. Oh. Still haven't watched it. Well, that one's not good. I would I would just listen to it or watch the bootleg. I mean, I mean, I don't watch bootlegs. Uh I do watch bootlegs. Okay. I still okay. support the Broadway show when it tours. Okay. Anyway, uh we're two days away from the competition. Um so Kusei says though that that night he'll always remember walking home with her. Always. So it's going to be a pivotal, pivotal moment. This episode is going to be a callback, I feel like. This is our last episode. Well, for this episode. <laughs> We're just going to end it here. That's um, it. We're not watching the rest of the anime. But figure out how it ends. <laughs> this is actually the last episode of our show. Bye! If you uh, want to keep listening to us, you got to subscribe to our Patreon. We only talk about Naruto now. <laughs> it's only going to be Sam and Michelle. <laughs> Nobody else is subscribed. Haters, oh, Haters. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. My friend Mitchell listens to this. You got oh, five Mitchell. bucks. You got five bucks. Hey, Mitchell. Just kidding. He's broke. I, he in New Mexico. I don't. I don't know if I. I, I don't know. I've got kids from work. Who Mason. Listen. Mason. I have Mason. Mason. Why aren't you supporting us? He's a father of like three. Yeah. Well, does he it. want beef again? <laughs> this is our new beef. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't want his wife to know that he's a nerd. She'll oh. be like, who's Gateway Anime Podcast? You need to be true what to yourself, Mason. You can't build your marriage off lies. And then my my work children, who I will not name. Sweet babies. But I love y'all, and it makes me happy that you listen, so thank you. To Lauren to give y'all a promotion. Uh... <laughs> if I could. <laughs> give me one, too. Shoot. <laughs> Everybody yeah. at HEB, promote them. All I can do is peel off your scabs and give you trauma. Uh, why? You sicko. It's because anyway. you hate it so much. And it brings Kusei and Kaori are arguing and everybody can hear them. Watsubi, so Subaki walks up and is like, it's so hot. So I'm watching from the window. And she's like, did you get my shaved ice? He goes, yeah. What do you think I've been eating? So he eats all of her Such a brat. He just turns and racks him, like kicks him straight in the nuts. That made me laugh so hard. And she's like, oh, I'm so hungry. I'm so too. Which is so me. I am so hangry. There's an infamous fight in high school of me and my best friend, Skylar. And she ate my egg salad sandwich that our friend Jamie's mom had made me. And I was PMSing and hangry. It had been a stressful week. And I was like, sandwich for me. And I was so mad. And I stormed off from the lunch table. It was fine. I mean, like an hour later, you realize you're in the middle of a mood swing. You're like, hey, dog, sorry. I yelled at you about egg salad sandwich. She was like, nah, I figured it was a weird mood swing. But then we went to our friend Jamie's house to go swim one day after school. And her mom was like, I made a whole bowl of egg salad, Skylar and Bridget. So y'all don't have to fight. And I was like, you really told your mom about that? She was like, yeah, you fought over an egg salad sandwich. So I understand hangry. Uh, he deserved that kick in the nuts. He did. He did. He did. Indeed. So they're doing fireworks by the pool. And by fireworks, I mean, <laughs> there's sparklers, sparklers and those little snake things that you light and they like will lay loop around. I like those. Um, so Subaki, oh, I wrote Subaki's in summer school, but I guess it took me that long into the episode to realize she was in summer school. 
All right. Well, I know that past Bridget didn't know. Apparently, um, that's okay. <laughs> you know now. Yeah, Kaori says she hasn't given her future any thought and doesn't know if she'll go the music school route for high school. But the way she says it is very like existential because she has cancer and she's not telling anyone. Um. And then Tsubaki sees like Kusei staring at Kaori and Watari. And then I don't know if they're like drunk. It seems like they're drunk by a pool. They're not. But she like shoves him on accident and Kusei falls into the pool and has some like pool PTSD because he's under the water and it feels like he's drowning. And it feels like all those memories of his mom flooding him. Um, And Kusei... uh, hears his teacher's voice explains that he he can't hear the notes it might be a blessing to him and to think of it like that and so then he can just focus on playing what he feels instead of just the notes and i was like that's a really cool way of looking at that kusei reaches his hand out towards the surface of the water because he's sinking down into the deep end and then he holds his hands like he's playing piano and kind of goes through it and playing the piano underwater and you know he's working through some things in there Next thing he knows, he comes to and he's on the side of the side of the pool and he kind of gets startled when he comes to and he headbutts Watsuri on accident and Tsubaki starts yelling at him, yelling for, for even considering letting himself drown in the pool in the shallow end. She's like, everybody was going to blame me. Watsuri's like, why would you headbutt me? Which is just a big chaotic group of friend moment and I like it. Um, so Emmy... Uh, well, now we're back at this Tawa competition that they're going to have to do this music exhibition for. Emmy is there. She's in a disguise because she wants to watch him play. It's the worst her. disguise in the world. And her teacher, Tiny freak. Yeah. Her she's teacher so immediately cute. sees her and is like, hey, we should go get a scene. She's like, huh, who are you? Why are you talking to me? And she's like, I know it's you. I told you that he was playing here. Like, I knew you were going to so come. So cute. <laughs> she was like, oh, okay. She's Her like, love I got, for him. I got you a program. <laughs> is adorable. Also, I love that all of the girls are in love with the nerd. Like, that never happens in animes. I love that. Love that. I mean, it makes Continue. sense. He's the brooding, broken boy. That's, You're right. that's my type. He's a pianist. I can fix him. It's always, it's not great. I'm aware. He's supposed to fix himself. That's the point. That's the point. Um, so Kiori hasn't shown up yet. And so they're all kind of panicking because she's supposed to be the violinist and he's going to be the accompanist. She won't pick up her phone. And we see that her phone's like on a nightstand ringing and ringing and ringing. The room looks dark. And then it pans to the bakery that they live above and all the shutters are closed. It's the bakery's closed. closed. And so not great. So uh, Kiori's gone. And both of her parents are gone. Something's happening. Kusei's teacher says, all right, you, Watsuri, you keep calling. Don't stop until you get a hold of someone. And then she takes Kusei and they go backstage and they're trying to negotiate getting them into a later spot to buy time for Kaori to come. The kid who won the competition gets to go in the last spot because you're like the showcase finisher. You know, like you have openers for a concert. He's like the showcase last spot. And the kid is like, no, I'm not going to switch spots with you. I got the coveted last spot. And so he starts critiquing Kaori about how she doesn't even play what's written on the sheet music. And she she plays how she feels. And you got to play it how the, how the composer wrote it. And the teacher is like, what the heck is wrong with you? And Kusei stops everyone. He's like, no, I, I get it. Because he was that kid. He's like, I understand the pressure you're under. I get what you're saying. And he goes, 
all right. So Kaori's not there and he goes out and he's like, I'm going to go play the piece on my own. And it ends right there. We don't get to see him play. We just see him start to walk onto the stage without Kaori. And we get a new outro and it's Sailor Moon. It's great. The outro is excellent. Uh, I have three new characters. Huzzah. First, I have Kaori's mom. Uh, her name is Ryoko. Uh, Miyazono? Yeah, Miyazono is the last name. Ryoko Miyazono. I forgot to write down the last name, and I didn't think to look underneath where I have the father's last name. I don't <laughs> know why. I just guessed like hey, an idiot. You know, sometimes uh, people don't have the same last name and they get married. That's fine. That's very modern right. of you. You're right. I. You know what? Actually, good for me for not assuming. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, me. Good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> her English voice actor is Rachel Lillis, and she's the originally, the originally, the original originally. voice of Jigglypuff and Jesse in Pokemon. So super Jigglypuff. fun. Uh, so Japanese voice actor is Naomi Shindo. Uh, she plays Rebecca in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, Rebecca Catalina. She was uh, the friend, guy's friend. Ah, okay, um, yeah. The friend who like, drives the truck. Alchemist was so long ago that I was not taking notes on a computer, so I don't know what episode it's from. Just go listen to Full Metal Alchemist. Um, it's in the later bits because it's when they're passing the note around and she's like why don't you introduce me to more of your friends and then the dog has the note on the collar and it ends with roy mustang at the mansion and he goes ah and he lights it on fire yeah (laughs) look at that memory i remembered what i started my stupid voice actor spreadsheet (sighs) it's going to be phenomenal Full Metal Alchemist. And I'm exhausted. Full anyway. Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, then we have her dad. His name is Yoshiyuki Miyazano. Uh, his English voice actor is, do you want to tell everyone? It's Patrick Seats. It's Endeavor and Dio. And Dio. Dio Brando. I actually recognized a voice actor. Finally, I texted Lord. He said something in a, in a tone and I was like, Endeavor? <laughs> Endeavor. Ah. Endeavor. You didn't have me. But for podcast purposes, he is Dio Brando. So if you want more on Patrick, you need to go listen to episode 27, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, episode one. Um, and then his Japanese voice actor is Toro Okawa, which is hilarious because that's actually the name of one of the main antagonists in haiku his name is toru Okawa. <laughs> um but he plays the original roy mustang in full metal alchemist not brotherhood but in the original in the dub roy mustang is played by the same voice actor each time for both brotherhood and original a it's lot tra- of the dub cast travis willingham I know a lot that. of the dubcast stayed the same. Uh, they changed up a lot of Japanese voice actors, though. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, hmm, I should have looked into that. Whatever. It was. I, I can was tell you what uh, Full Metal episode that was. Oh, please. 
So it was episode 45, The Promise Day. Luckily, this was when I was, I had already started taking notes online because half of Full Metal is not online. I just Huzzah. was taking notes. And that is episode 45, Promise Day, which is our episode 13, My Brother Huzzah. at the Butcher Shop in Power Panties. I don't know what we were talking about, but that's the episode title. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that that's is strange. that's when you cover that friend. <laughs> okay, well, go listen to episode 13, 14? 13. 13. Uh, yeah, and then our my last voice actor is uh, Toshiya, yeah, Toshiya Mike, who is the little boy that won the competition. Oh. His English voice actor is Amanda Celine Miller. Uh, she plays a very familiar voice, uh, Poco <laughs> in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Bands of Blood. Uh-huh, little kid. Episode 29. Oh, bing uh, dong. And then a Japanese voice actor is Yuka Terasaki, uh, and she plays Katsuma in uh, My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. I know, so cute. And which one's the, little, the sweet little boy who nine is oh, but like the out. brother and the sister yeah <laughs> i love cats i liked him They're, those siblings were cute they were so cute uh and then he, she also plays uh misaki kuramoto and free who i don't know who that is but uh several credits so i'm assuming part of the swim team maybe <laughs> the end uh and then music used i only had uh kessler's love sorrow and yeah. that's uh, all I wrote down because I apparently had a stroke and forgot to look that up. I, I said it. It's love's joy. There's love's joy and love's sorrow. Oh, I, and are I they both by Friedrich all, Chrysler? Yes. And we only hear sorrow. Oh, it's by Fritz Chrysler. We they only said hear, Friedrich. They only play sorrow in this episode. They did say joy because I think that's what they were going to play yeah so did you so fritz fritz is what his name they said friedrich but it's fritz chrysler and uh it's liebsled which is love sorrow Ooh. it's german liebsled liebsled with the eye liebsled liebsled it's a liebsled Sorry for anybody who's actually German. Sorry, German people. I actually really like German. Oh, so some people have his name as Chrysler also. Hmm. Love sorrow, Fritz Chrysler. Wow. Oh no, it was quite. It was. It was. Is Fritz or Friedrich? It's Fritz. Oh. It's Fritz Chrysler Liebschlid. Liebschlid. I don't know how to not say it like that. Liebschlid. I'm just using as much spit. Yeah, as you're I can using a lot time. more spit. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Uh, the end. The end. So next episode, we're gonna cover 13 Love Sorrow, also known as Liebschlit. Liebschlit. <laughs> episode 14, Footsteps. Episode 15, Liar. And episode 16, Two of a Kind. So maybe they work things out and liar. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> Questionable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. 
that's that's all we got um that's it and we gotta go record naruto so uh I'm believe say, it no they don't say believe it in the sub and oh they say it like five times in the dub he's like i yeah, know we're gonna eat lunch believe it i, I like, don't know why they did that and it's like my least favorite thing ever it, it whatever you shattered that glass for me i'm so sorry now it's all i can hear i'm like oh gosh he said it again uh yeah so if you're a patreon person um you can donate to us we have uh different tiers so if you can only donate five dollars a month that's still super helpful for us um and we cover naruto and we don't post it but for our patreon people you get to hear naruto and you get to hear me curse like a sailor even though you totally did at the beginning of this episode so yeah i've gotta fix that (laughs) so sorry at least it happened really fast yeah like the worst ones are the ones in the middle of the episode and sometimes i can't find them i'm like i know what conversation we are having and for the life of me i cannot find it because i have to like scrub through an hour and a half of audio and i'm like oh i can't find it i've been doing so good lately too that yeah. one just like it flew out man yeah i mean immediately i, I was like Whoa. <laughs> starting off on nope i it's cool. been a stressful i'm planning a bachelorette party y'all i'm an ordained minister now things are hard yeah she's gotta <laughs> carry her faith all on her own back so so difficult well, okay, we love well. anime. <laughs> and we love you. Bye. <laughs> Believe it. Thank you for watching Gateway Anime Podcast with Bridget and Lauren. Please remember to like, subscribe, and download our episodes. Remember, we also have a Patreon, so if you want to suggest shows for us to watch, make sure you go visit us. Special thank you to Marjorie McClendon for our artwork and designs, and Drew Griffith for all of our music. We hope to see you again next week.